Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent, excellent. So uh, everything's back to, on track this week. Geek Town Radio is back this week. Our Breaking Bad podcast is back. And David, of course, is back as well because he's on those two things. <laughs> so... Uh, Yes, we shall continue. Um, it's interesting that we did choose to still do a podcast and then you went away, but now we're just sort of resuming where we where we left off. Um, but uh, anyway, this is for Season 3, Episode 2, Caballo Sin Number is what I'm going to go with. You could have called this episode Pizza, you could have called it Breaking, you could have called it a few, a few different things. But um, anyway, what did you think of this episode? Um, yeah, I, I like this episode. I mean, the, the the notorious pizza scene is is in this episode, um, which I, I do feel so sorry for the people that own that house because <laughs> because they then spent the next five years having pizzas thrown on their roof. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, uh, the poor yeah. people that in Albuquerque that own the uh, the Walter White house, they they actually had to put a fence up around it to stop people doing it. Apparently. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's got some some good bits in this. There's you know you you're starting to get really into I think what we remember of Breaking Bad at this point of of like you know uh, there's more Sol, there's more Mike, there's more Gus. Um, it's it's getting into that whole sort of you know. Um, the the as I say, there's the sort of breakup, and the the pizza incident is in this episode. Um, it, it's it's sort of I don't know they you're sort of shifting slightly into into the the sort of setup that takes it into the remaining seasons. If you if that sort of yeah. makes sense, yeah. you know you, that that cask of characters uh, are all there at this point. So. Yeah, the um, the title, by the way, means uh, a horse with no name uh, in English, which is the song that Walt is singing in the shower. And horse is also a slang word for heroin as well. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I thought this episode was, was great. Um, this sort of felt like a season premiere, but just because we were coming back to it after a break, mm-hmm. which is usually what you do with TV shows. Um Bits of it, it's interesting because one thing I'm trying to do throughout this rewatch is really analyze Walter White and see, okay, when does he become? When does he break bad? When does he become Heisenberg? Trying to look at him as a as a human and you know his humanity and the choices he's making and all those sorts of things, even right from the cold open with the policeman and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. There is still there's been i i kind of forgot this a little bit about walter white not about heisenberg there is kind of that silly comedy side where he's doing things like throwing uh pizzas on roofs and trying to crawl his way through the cobwebs of you know the uh bit underneath the house and um him him trying to do things but kind of clumsily but it's the it's the sort of physical comedy that that comes with that not not in a sort of like mr bean style but uh, not not in that not in that sort of tone. No, but um, like he's trying to do something in a serious situation, but it's his physical way of navigating things, I suppose, or his like physical reactions to stuff, like throwing a pizza on the roof. And it's good to, I mean, we're coming up roughly to the halfway point of the show. I mean, because half at some point halfway through season three will be the halfway point. Um, because we have six seasons. Sorry, five seasons. Um. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how long something something like that kind of lasts. Um, but uh, oh, good to see you know these characters back and stuff. Is this Mike's introduction? I think it is. I I, I don't remember seeing him before. I was trying to work that out. I was um, yeah. I did we see him last season or I I honestly can't remember. I don't think he was in the premiere, was he for this for the season? I don't um think so. no no don't think so uh so that was that was cool to see and the whole connection to soul and everything it's also 
having you know gone through better cold soul now every time we see soul and we know like his story even the um later parts of his story we'll just we'll just say that to see to return to this version of the man um even from some of his comments about walter and his marriage of like oh move on and that and that kind of thing and i'm thinking back to kim whereas that knowledge and that sort of experience wouldn't have been there before so there's like other extra little parts as well um but uh, anyway there's other stuff to get into but we have a have a recap for for that anyway um ah. Um, just, yeah, Mike, uh, was actually in the 13th episode of season two. I've just looked it up. He pops up, um, he's sent by Sol to clear out Jesse's drug paraphernalia. Oh yeah. Um, that must be after the, uh, yeah, after the death of Jane. So yes. So he has, he has popped up before, but I think this is the first time we sort of substantially, see him i think mm-hmm. yeah but yeah yeah cool um well there's that information uh but take a break here we'll come back do some housekeeping and then we'll get into this recap see you all in a minute today's sponsor is manscaped you can get 20 percent off with your order with manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is etalk uk that's e-t-a-l-k UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support Entertainment Talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, this, what day was it? It came out Wednesday. Uh, the Secret Invasion finale came out for the miniseries. I still labelled it season one because it's the first season. Uh, gave it a light must-see rating. Um, very interesting. People seem to be very, very angry about certain choices made in that show. And I don't quite understand all of it, but that's fine. Um, I guess I'll talk to you off the air about it or something <laughs> in, a, in yes. a minute. But, uh... Yeah, some of the reactions I've seen I did not quite expect to see, but um, hey, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Um, 
Over on Gaming Talk this week, it was another solo episode, uh, just because of scheduling and stuff like that. I talked about the Spider-Man 2 trailer, the awesome Spider-Man 2 trailer, that's for the game that's coming out. Talked about Xbox Game Core, which has got some interesting priced tiers, that's like the new version of Game Pass or whatever. And I also talked a bit about Toy Story, because somebody asked a question about something to do with it, so that's cool. Uh, over on the other Gaming Talk podcast as well. Uh, the Activision Xbox, sorry, Xbox, uh, Microsoft Activision deal is somewhat complete. It passed another barrier, basically. Talked about Call of Duty as well, because um, as well as news that water is wet, Call of Duty is also staying on PlayStation. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be on Switch. You, you're not going to put Call of Duty on Switch and then take it off for of PlayStation. That just doesn't make sense. Because yeah. uh, they, they signed a new 10-year deal, there was all that kind of news. And also talked about GTA 6. There's a rumoured $2 billion budget, and I tried to work out what that even means. Uh, so that was fun to do. <clears throat> Over on uh, some other podcasts, another Why You Should Watch podcast. This was a combined one for 911 and 911 Lone Star. Uh, really, really, really enjoying those shows a lot at the moment, so I thought I would talk about why you should watch them. Uh, and that's a spoiler-free recommendation type of designed podcast, so there's that one. Over on the other Gaming Talk podcast recently, talked about EA Sports FC24. FIFA 24 but renamed um, and also the cover star with like 30 different people. I talked about a Black Panther game in development from a brand new studio and also talked about uh, Call of Duty getting superpowers because they made a deal for the uh, the boys' characters. Over on the DC Talk side of things, quite a few episodes recently one of them was my Snyderverse trilogy and Wonder Woman review, that's my uh, Snyderverse podcast project thing I was talking about uh, must see review, strong must see review for Elemental um that's Pixar's newest film. Um, and that is pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Uh, right, let's go to the cold open, which is combined with the whole sort of uh, section here. While driving on a highway, Walter White is pulled over by a police officer for his windshield. Um, some interesting camera work done here as well, uh, which was cracked by the debris in the Wayfarer uh, crash. When the police officer alludes to having the car taken, Walt angrily uh, snaps at him, leading to him being pepper sprayed and arrested. Uh, we'll save that there for a second because that's the cold open. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was interesting because you kind of wondered, okay, why is he pulling him over? Um, and then the camera sort of changes a little bit, doesn't it? And reveals he's got the cracked windshield. Whereas when you'd seen him driving, you know, the minute or two before that. It looked like the situation was just perfectly normal. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of the situation because it's like... Okay, Walter's talking about the crash that happened. Okay, that was bad. Um, what, this what, what this officer is basically telling him is you can't drive around with that on. Uh, we don't know exactly where Walter's going either. Um, he's kind of like out in the middle of, the, of a highway or wherever, wherever he is. He's sort of in the middle of nowhere. Um... I mean, he stops him because of the windshield, which he's allowed to do. And then Walter does get continuously aggravated, aggravating towards him. And he warns him and then he pepper sprays him. So, because I was trying to watch this scene and think like, okay, who's in the right, who's in the wrong? You know, I, I think it's the policeman because, okay, he does have the cracked windshield. Um, I spoke like, if he'd have said, oh, I'm on my way to get it fixed or something, but then he doesn't mm. say that, he doesn't say that to him. Um, so, because, like, how, what, what else is Walter supposed to do? But then Walter doesn't explain where he's going to the to the officer. Uh, he just goes on and on about, like, oh, the thing was over my house and, you know, it was all bad. And the officer's like, yeah, cool, it was bad for a lot of people, is essentially his reaction. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, did, what did you think of this, anyway? I, I don't know. I, I think it is partly a slightly overzealous cop, because you could have... You could have let him off with a warning and said, okay, yeah, you know, you need to get it fixed mm. and and, and, yeah. and let him go on his way and not cited him for it. Um, I mean, whilst, so whilst the cop's technically correct, he was being a hard ass about it. And you kind of think you could have maybe let him off and, you know, so... Yes, technically the cop was correct, although I think he could have given Walt a little bit of leeway and not escalated the situation in the way that he did. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah you know, I I think 
yes, technically the copy's right, but he, he could have handled it better. Mm. I, I think would be my reaction to to that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, because obviously, you know, what Walt's trying to say is it was traumatic and, you know, I just haven't had a chance to get it fixed yet. And, and, and yeah, well, the copy's right. It's like, well, you can't drive around like that. You know, go. he could have just said, I'll let you off with a warning, but, you know, you do need to go and get it fixed and left it at that. Mm. So, yeah, it seems like, it, uh, yes i mean you're right but yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um so there's a cold open uh hank picks him up from the station and walt tells him about his separation from skylar uh walt also tells Sol goodman this is a bit later on who believes skylar won't tell the police to avoid consequences uh sorry consequences against her he suggests walt find another woman which is very interesting considering what happens to Sol. Uh, and continue with his trade, but Walt refuses, leading to Sol calling to Mike, who begins staking out the White's house, which is later on. Um, yes, yeah, the thing with, like, with Walter and with um, Skylar, I suppose, because Walt can't really properly, ex- well, obviously he can't tell his brother what he's been up to, because he's a DEA agent and all that kind of thing and he can't explain like why he's been kicked out and stuff just like the same thing with um later on with uh, Walt, Walt Jr which I think he's he's gone back to now isn't he so mm-hmm. um but no, these are quite good scenes um it's it's very interesting to see Sol like this though and like hey you can just you know I mean yeah when when you get let's say rejected by somebody or you break up with somebody one of the usual things somebody will say to you is like oh there's there's plenty more fish in the sea or something yeah that's essentially what soul's trying to say to walter but in his like hey you can just move on um sort of thing and i i I found that to be quite interesting so uh what do you think of these bits yeah it is right it hits slightly differently given that we know soul's history now Mm. um yeah um and we know what happened to him so yeah and uh, but it is interesting seeing you mean in full Sol Goodman mode, having seen that sort of evolution <laughs> sort of in Better Call Sol. So, um, yeah, and you can see why Walt clearly is against that because you know you would be. It's his wife, <laughs> so, you know, and they've got a grown kid and a, and a baby, and yeah, it's a very different situation. So, um. Yeah, it was a good scene though, and and he's sort of you know the only thing that um, Sol is you know because what goes God it's a disaster, and the only thing Sol's going on about is the fact that oh well she won't go to the police. It's like well yeah, not that's not really what Walt's bothered about. He's bothered about the fact that he's lost his family, you know. So mm, and kicked out of his own house and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse stops by his old house and discovers that his parents have uh, had it renovated and have it put up for sale. Offended that his father won't let him see the property, Jesse approaches Sol with a plan to buy the house from his parents. Not a bad idea. Uh, Sol offers Jesse's parents 400000 uh cash for their 875000 house. Uh, their, their reaction to this is great. I'm like, what the hell? This is like nowhere near what we, what we want. Um, house on behalf of the anonymous buyer. Uh, they are outraged by the offer until Sol threatens to reveal the house contained a meth lab at one time, which wasn't written down, which the Pinkmans uh, fraudulently failed to disclose when they put the house for sale. Frightened that this will entangle the house in illegal action uh, and make it uh, sell for far less, because Sol you know, that would devalue it, uh, Jesse's uh, parents agree... <laughs> After the sale is complete, Jesse confidently walks into the house as its owner of the uh, or his parents. I thought this was great, just like because they think he's come to just bother them or something, right? I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, what's Jesse doing here again? And <clears throat> is he gonna try and sneak in and do something? No, either. and <laughs> it was just like, um, yeah, like hey, the the, the buyers are expected any minute. You can't be here because he's gonna bother the situation and like probably ask this person questions or, you know, um, might do whatever to them. No, it's it's him. Um, yeah. I, I I thought that was that was quite brilliant. Um, it's interesting as well to see because it's kind of two different reactions from his parents. Because you get the first bit right where Jesse goes up to the house and sort of sees what's up, and 
there's a little bit of an attempt of reconciliation of like, oh, could I come by some part, some time? And like, you, you can clearly see I'm looking better and more healthy. So I'm trying to get on the straight and narrow. Could I come by for like a chat and a, a, and some dinner or something? And his dad's got this look of like, maybe, maybe, maybe we could do that at some point. Um, and then he just turns up at the wrong time and, you know, but it's, it's actually him. But then the, the later scene, it's like, Jesse, you have to go away. You have to go now that they're, they're, they're coming. And there is no, <clears throat> that sense of reconciliation is sort of gone, I suppose. Um, but no, I, I yeah, the, the two, the two funny bits here is Jesse like confidently walking up and being like, Hey, I've, I've got the keys. It's me. And the other bit with <laughs> soul and his, uh, his offer when it whenever i look at something like this it does make me think of when like um well particularly with uh shake jesse i'm trying to buy um man united and like how those discussions sort of go um and when like a team's trying to buy a player or something and how that the, the negotiation sort of uh situations um i'd assume nothing like this happens where it's like a way below their sort of offer but um yeah uh it's it, it just like Soul, Soul's confident reaction as well of like I've he's he's got this ace card right of this meth lab and <clears throat> yeah just just the way it all plays out it was it was brilliant so what did what did you think yeah I I love that I mean it's classic Soul stuff you know of of finding that that devious little hole to crawl mm. through um and uh i did the the reaction that jesse has that smug grin that jesse has on his face when he walks in the house as well knowing the fact that this house that they essentially trashed with the meth lab um has just been renovated by his parents for the cost of i mean they say in the meeting of like that you know the four hundred thousand was about what the renovations cost mm. so yeah. they've just made their money back on the renovations and he's, he's essentially got a brand new renovated house for the price of the renovations, essentially, um, I it, it's just like I I really like that scene. Um, I think this is the final appearance of Jess's parents as well. I mean, they basically at this point after that cut off all contact. I think. Um, so yeah, I I I thought Jesse tried to see them later. I uh, no, I I think maybe he does, but I I think this is the <clears> last <throat> time we actually see the parents in this season they do pop up again in el camino the movie but yeah, i think that, that might be what i'm we, thinking of yeah this is the last time we actually <clears throat> see them in the show i think mm. um so yeah but i i i love just the the sort of the the back and forth with soul and yeah it's it's a really great set of scenes that mm, definitely yeah uh Walt Jr. Uh, experiences severe difficulty understanding why his mum refuses to let Walt back in, eventually snapping at her over dinner. Uh, Skylar, meanwhile, manages to go back to working for Ted, because uh, Holly is her name. She's been born and everything now, yeah. and I assume like her maternity leave is, is finished, or she's come back a bit early or something. She refuses to keep signing. Um, this bit made me laugh as well. I'll explain why in a minute. Uh, she refuses to keep signalling, um, signing, sorry, uh, his altered uh, books and drawing a parallel between Ted's and Walt's uh, criminal acts. Ask what his daughters would think if they found out his uh, wrongdoing. Ted believes um, he would say he has been uh, weak and that his actions were for the good of his family. Um, that's usually these types of characters. I mean, Walt is literally doing what he's doing for his family. Like, that's quite clear and then obviously there's there's reasons later on that get added to that uh so it's like a similar sort of situation um yeah good of his family she later receives a call from Walt uh telling her that Walt Jr. has gone to visit him um Walt uh, does not tell his son the truth about either and takes him home uh where he tries to appease Skylar with pizza um he also says something about breadsticks or something like that and she's just like not impressed at all to to no avail <laughs> uh he later throws the pizza onto the roof one of the classic breaking bad scenes uh the picture for the podcast this week by the way is said pizza on said roof because <laughs> I, I, I had to do that yes yes yeah, yeah. there was a picture of the uh cousins on the bed and i was uh i was looking at that um 
and uh, and then I saw the pizza. I was like, no, I have to pick that one. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a fit of rage, and Skylar sends him a message threatening to ask for a restraining order. Yeah, so the bit I, I'll just explain a little bit. The bit that made me laugh slightly. Um, again, football's kind of on the brain at the moment. Is Skylar going through this book, and she's like, "You've got this here, and here, and here." <laughs> I was thinking back to, you know, Man City's 115 Premier League charges, right? And I was imagining like someone sitting down, like the Premier League sitting down with Man City and being like, "You've cheated here, and here, and here, and you shouldn't have this Premier League title and this Premier League title." <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's kind of been swept under the rug a little bit, but um, <clears throat> I just I thought that was uh kind of kind of interesting fun fact by the way apart from the last game of the season where they didn't need to win they won every single game of football um or didn't lose a game of football after those charges came out so that's interesting nice. uh but anyway back to this um yeah it, i suppose this is trying to do a thing of yeah th this guy is doing something wrong you know that walter is as well so is your treatment of ted going to be different to your treatment of Walter and then you know points out the Hollies there and they talk about their, their I suppose kids and stuff and then you know how, how would they explain this sort of thing to them um Ted, Ted doesn't really I mean it's quite predictable for him to kind of do this he doesn't really come out with a sort of I will do this or this it's just sort of I'm just doing this for this reason and I'm going to kind of walk away now so mm. um yeah I do remember what happens to, to Ted but it'd be interesting to see get a reminder of how we get to there from uh from here um so yeah just on the ted and skylar stuff here what did you think of that yeah the it, it is interesting because she's she's sort of probing him for the, these kind of similarities i mean you can tell when she's asking ted that what she's asking about really is is walt and trying to get into sort of walt's mind via ted um but and the crimes are slightly different in that, you know, selling meth is incredibly damaging to a lot of mm. people that are addicted to that substance. Whereas essentially cooking books is kind of ripping off the tax man and the government, which I mean, you know, so they are sort of different types of crimes, but um you know the the thing she's sort of like yeah but and both of them are, are doing are, are doing it for their families i mean you know and i think ted in that situation is like i'm just trying to keep my head above water you know um he's got this business that he's uh, not that i'm condoning tax fraud but uh you know you there, there is you can see he's trying to just keep his business afloat and keep everybody employed and all that sort of stuff you know mm. he's not he, he, at least that's what he's claiming. He's not doing it just like out of greed. He's doing it because otherwise the business would go under. Um, whereas, you know, Walt's actions are slightly different. I mean, yes, that was the the original reason was to make money for his family. But as we know, as the season goes on, it becomes more about just making money. Um so yeah that that i i thought that was interesting though kyla sort of skyla sort of probing him trying to get into walt's mind there um with uh the pizza thing actually is kind of interesting because uh that was apparently done in one take hmm. uh and with no special effects that it's done in one take and brian cranston couldn't um Brian Cranston couldn't actually repeat it like they tried to do it again and, and he just couldn't get it right a second time so that that he's ended up doing huh. doing it on the one take um of course with the pizza like that for it to land like that I mean pizzas are usually sliced and yes that I mean this shows you the level of attention to detail that they have on this show because pizza's obviously usually pre-sliced that one obviously wasn't otherwise it wouldn't have flown up in like a you know as a as a whole unit it would have broken apart when you tried to throw it up there uh there, there is a a an episode in season four where badger goes to buy a pizza and um 
he's with Jesse and Jesse doesn't understand why the pizza isn't pre-sliced when this place where they go to buy the pizza. And Badger explains that it's a gimmick of that pizzeria, particularly um, that the pizzas aren't pre-sliced to save customers money. And Jesse rightly goes about like how that's just ridiculous. Um, So they actually put, an in-canon reason for the fact that the pizza was, <laughs> wasn't sliced when they threw it, um, which I I really like, because I, I assume they probably looked on the internet and people talking about it and just going, well, why wasn't it pre And then they put a reason for it into the show as well, which I, I just thought that was great. And as I mentioned, the uh, poor people that own that house end up having to put a fence around it because of the fact that uh, people would turn up at their house and throw pizzas on the roof. <laughs> so... <laughs> I suppose if it was, he would have maybe thrown like the box or something. Well, yes, possibly. I mean, I mean, they put, could have done it with the box, but he didn't quite have the same effect of the actual. Just no, no, but uh, it's a good, good classic scene. <clears throat> uh, so there's that bit. Um, yeah, the the Skylar scene itself. Um, yeah, she's kind of in full control. Walt is just completely, you know, full of rage as uh, as we see. I think there's even a. It's a bit later, isn't there? Where because he wakes up. Um, by the way, is he in a hotel? Is it in apartment? Like where actually is? It's an apartment, I think. Okay, okay, I couldn't quite sort of because he's it's been in there for a few couple. episodes. Yeah. Um but I couldn't quite work that out. Um, but uh, yeah, he sort of wakes up and he's got like food all over the place and stuff, and that that's when he gets the restraining order. Um, but yeah, she's in complete control, and I mean. Yeah, Walt feels like he does have to bring Walt Jr. back and all that kind of thing. Um, I suppose for Walt, maybe, he kind of thinks, like, I mean, she's got the upper hand because he's the one who's, like, done something wrong and she could maybe do something about it. Um, But uh, it it just, this is a situation where you feel just sorry for Walt Jr., really, because, you know, he doesn't, doesn't quite understand why, which is understandable, but neither of his parents can really explain why um and he's having to sort of just say to him you know we're we, we're just fallen out we still love you very much but we're just fallen out so mm-hmm. uh, any thoughts on the skylar stuff no i mean yeah more more than what junior thing of of yeah i, I mean you do really feel for what junior because it is difficult obviously with any kind of breakup in a family and then but with this, there is no way of explaining what actually happened and why, you know, and, and Skylar comes across as the bad guy because as far as what Junior can see, there's, his father's done nothing wrong and he's gone through this awful thing of having cancer and, and then she's kicked him out, you know. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fieras, uh Walt proceeds to break into the house in order to forcibly <clears throat> move back in unaware that mike is installing surveillance equipment literally a few feet from him uh in the house unbeknownst to walt the cousins they're called leonel and marco salamanca uh, approach their uncle hector salamanca uh, who is now living in a retirement home following tuco's death uh which was back in season one two somewhere early on um yeah. But for that, uh, he gives them Walt's name and eventually finds his house. Uh, the cousins prepare to kill Walt with an axe. They're just like really casually sitting on his bed. Uh, but before they can approach him in the shower, an onlooking uh, Mike has Gus uh, Fring text them about a faked drug deal, uh, Polios, and then uh, prompting them to leave again. Just very, they're, they're just very casual about this whole thing. They're they're very fascinating characters to watch these these two because they. I can't remember if they say any lines in the whole series. They might say one or two things, but they don't really talk. And it's all just kind of... They walk around with those boots and the suit and everything. And they have, you know, different weapons and stuff. And they just kind of go about their business. Um, Even the way that, like, they they stroll into this retirement home. Like, you'd look at these two people and you go, okay, they're clearly... They clearly look intimidating. Just like the, the way they're dressed, the manner of how they're walking around, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're they're very interesting characters. And then you see the bit where like he picks up the eye, which I think is from the Teddy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all the like, the season two 
uh, cold open things, and he gives it this like curious look. Because even with like facial expressions, they don't do all that much. Um, but yeah. like they they do a couple of things now and again. But I I find that interesting to uh, to have like a mysterious character to try and read the emotions of. Um, a little bit like when you're watching Mandalorian and that type of stuff. Like there's there's a face under the under the helmet. Um, <clears throat> same thing with like Isaac in uh, Dead Space, and you're trying to get a read of them. So I, I quite like that from a character. That's what Halo got so wrong, because they had, like, the helmet off for most of the show, and they sort of weren't supposed to do that. But anyway, because <laughs> um, it's supposed to be the same kind of mysterious sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's interesting with Walt, like, because, again, this is where the sort of physical comedy comes in, of him crawling through the thing and trying to get up there and then, you know, clumsily sort of making his way into the house. And then just like really casually in the shower, he's got no idea these people are here. He's got no idea Mike's even here. Um, and then uh, strolls out the shower. Uh, I did because he does look at the eye, doesn't he? And I did think like, has he noticed it's been moved slightly? But he, he yeah. didn't seem bothered by it at all. But yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very good kind of final scene to the episode as well. Uh, what what did you think of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the the cousins are great characters, and mm. it's it's interesting because of the fact that they don't talk, how much they can get across with just sort of looks and stuff. But uh, yeah, the the little thing with the eye, you sort of see it on the floor, and then it gets picked up, and then it gets kind of put on the top of Walt's suitcase, and that kind of confuses you up when he comes out of the shower. And I mean, that that whole thing is is kind of nice and creepy they're they're just odd and slightly off kilter which Mm. works so well for the two of them because you never quite know what they're gonna do um you know and like even when the message comes through they don't say anything to each other he just shows the other one the phone and they get what comes out and they disappear and yeah it's it's really um yeah they're, they're just really great characters those two uh, considering they were essentially non-speaking roles, and they do say occasionally say words, but it's like one or two words here and there. It's they don't really talk at all. Um, so yeah, uh, and yeah, really interesting way to to just sort of end the episode. Uh, Gus, when we get that little clip of him, I, I think he's actually looking at blueprints, which is a sort of foreshadowing for the super lab. That's coming up yeah. as well. Yeah, when he's in the laundry rat. So, mm. yeah, quite exciting when you see things getting like set up in 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 the mm-hmm. show at this point, and we know what sort what that's sort of for. So, yeah, it's very good. <clears throat> um, what was I going to say? I can't remember now. Uh, but no, very very good end to the episode, and uh, we'll see. Because I I was thinking like I don't remember Walt fighting these two. So how does this like resolve itself? Um, and it's interesting to sort of, I think you've mentioned this before, to remember most of the show, but not certain little bits, parts, yeah. yeah. And like, oh, how, how exactly does this get to this? And then you get reminded of it. It's um, all part of this interesting journey. So, um, but now that we're, the, the thing that kind of popped into my mind as like a new rewatch element was soul in this episode of like knowing, because none of that was written or decided or anything at that point, yeah. was it? So, um because obviously Better Call Saul and uh, started after uh, Breaking Bad finished, didn't it? I can't remember when it was like ordered and greenlit. If Breaking Bad was still on the air, because obviously that's where the ideas would have started coming out. But I can't remember the exact dates for for, uh, for 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 those things. If if Breaking Bad had finished when they came out with that idea, um, so <clears throat> but no, having that kind of knowledge for Saul is going to be very interesting, kind of going forward. So. Uh, anyway, let's get some feedback, some emails and whatnot. If you'd like to write in about the episode or the show or anything else like that, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, or X as it's called. Um, but anyway, uh, Twitter eTalkUK, and there's information in your show notes. Uh, Mike writes in um, and says, I'll leave this here for when you return to Breaking Bad. Uh, what do you think the show could slash should have done with Maria? I don't think she's a bad character, just doesn't do much. Yeah, I think that's a good way to summarise her. Um, mm-hmm. one, one bit we didn't kind of mention is that they obviously they get invited to dinner at the Walt's house, uh, the uh, White's house, 
and uh, they kind of storm off and stuff and um well not storm off they'd sort of leave and all that and Skylar basically says like no it's not really your business and doesn't really give them answers um because Hank is trying Hank and Maria trying to sort of talk about the situation and Walt Jr. gets you know annoyed um she calls Skylar you know some names and stuff um what could they should have done with Maria? I don't know. I don't know that, like, looking th- th- across the whole show, because the, the thing, okay, you've got the, your two um, couples, right? You've got Skylar and Walter. Obviously, Skylar plays a major part in that. Um, Hank is obviously, you know, he okay, he's, he's the DEA brother that Walter's trying to avoid finding out about what's going on, because that would be very, very bad. And there isn't really that sort of... Because Marie's character doesn't work at all in the same way that Skylar's does. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you've got Hank throughout... Like, he's not just looking for... You know, he doesn't even know about that yet. Um, but... Like, because he's looking for the other people. Um, so it's like... And I think one thing that does step Maria down a little bit as a character is the whole thieving storyline because i don't really remember that getting added up to much um i mean it's at this point that like where we are in the in in the series here i don't think they returned back to that that was like a early season one season two kind of thing um or even if she does it's very brief and it isn't very i don't remember it being particularly consequential unlike all the stuff that happens with walter and skylar and hank so I'm not really sure what you could have done. I wouldn't take her out of the series because then I think you have a different... Because she's really there to kind of support Hank. So if you take if you take her out of the show and Hank's now this single guy, like literally single, um, I don't know that you get the same version of Hank. But then it, it doesn't give her an individual purpose, whereas Skylar... Mm-hmm does have one plus Skylar's got like her stuff with Ted and there's the whole clash of like what Ted's doing and what Walt's doing and the discussion of their kids that keeps going that has like a big impact and stuff so I don't really know but I don't necessarily know that you need something to like if you try to put something in there for Marie to do I don't I can't think of anything that would actually like if you get rid of the thieving storyline and you replace that with something else, I don't know that you actually need to do that because, well, first of all, Breaking Bad doesn't need to be better because I I already think it's the best show I've seen. I I don't know that it would add much. So I like we all kind of understand that about Marie's character, but she's who she is, I suppose. And um, what what do you what do you think? Yeah, um, I, and I think we've we've have talked a little bit about this before the. The the issue with Marie is, I mean, she is technically main cast, not recurring cast, but yeah. she just doesn't have that much to do in the show. And they've sort of, you know, they had that collectomaniac storyline that they put in there for her to sort of give her something to do. But even that felt a bit forced and unnecessary, mm. y- you know, so you'd almost have been better to have made her just a recurring character and you know not give her and her as much to do i i don't think you necessarily needed her there as much and i think you're right i think if hank hadn't been married it would have very much changed his kind of character dynamic um you know so i think she needed to be there but I don't know whether you do need to give her more to do than what she actually had. Maybe like a background job or something. Yeah. Like like, like a job that she's... Because I don't know or can't remember what job she's actually got, but something to where you have a casual scene where someone's, you know, the casual sort of weekend of like, oh, what what did you do do during the week? And somebody... uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, but yeah, that, that's the point. I don't know how much you need to build out that character hmm. to, to add to things, you know, because you only have a it, finite amount of time. So, yeah, it's almost like you should have taken away a little bit more from the character to make the character better. I know that sounds kind of strange because like, <laughs> yeah. if you take out the thieving thing and don't replace it with anything, I think that does make Maria a better character, but it doesn't add anything to her. It takes away from her. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
I can't think of too many characters in TV that are in that situation. Of like, they don't really have a thing they do. They're a supporting character for somebody else. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say it's a, it was an early like the thieving storyline and all that. That was an early experimental mistake, I think. But then clearly the show and Vince and everybody learnt from it, and then they didn't really do that again. So. Uh, Caroline says, as a black woman, I find this show dot 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 interesting to watch, uh, especially with it being a white male dominated cast. It, it is, if you if you look at it. Uh, no complaints, just observations. How do you think this and other shows compare to today's cultural standards? This is something that gets brought up a few times, like when you talk about classic shows, certainly. And even though Breaking Bad isn't a classic yet, it's not really old enough to be a classic. Uh, obviously, it's a pop culture phenomenon, but... Um, yeah, it is like when you look at the main man, Walter, and then Hank, and then Jesse, and then Mike. I know Gus is obviously a black man. Um, and you have got, you know, white female characters. You've got Skylar is obviously a major character. <clears throat> uh, Marie, like I said. Uh, you've got Jesse's friends. They're not there as much, but they're still, again, white male leads. Um, it's just, it, it's an element of the time. I mean, I remember when these sorts of conversations started coming up and it was oh friends is offensive and fools and horses is offensive and all this and all that kind of stuff the, the, the way I look at that now and I don't think my opinion will really change is we have to look at those shows to learn from them and you can't like okay say, say you take friends for example let's say you find it offensive in a modern day scenario right which I don't personally think it is it's got a few let's call them wobbly bits the the way that cer- the yeah. way that certain characters talk about certain things is wobbly, I would say, but not bad, not outright offensive, or things like I know it's a bit newer, but like in between us, the way certain characters in that show talk about something. But what's the solution? You reboot Friends, you rewrite the whole thing, recast it like that. That would be a disaster. You can't recast yeah. that cast like Fools and Horses. You couldn't get somebody else to play to play Del Boy. Um, are you going to, in 10, 20 years, reboot Breaking Bad, do it again, brand new cast? That won't work. There, there's certain things like that, or like a Back to the Future. Like, you can get somebody else to play Michael J. Fox's role. Um, I also think that would be fairly disrespectful. I think he's talked about that a bit recently, of like, hey, this this is our film, you can reboot it if you want, but, like, you know, that, that was our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain things, because I know we live in a day and age of, like, reboots and remakes and all that kind of mumbo-jumbo. Um... Some of it's good, some of it's completely unnecessary. But there's certain things you just don't need to touch. And they are... Okay, we, we, we can look back at what certain characters say in some of those certain shows. And we can make sure that we change those those elements. Because you can't go back and rewrite that stuff. And you can't go back and like redo Friends again with these characters in their 50s. Trying to play characters in their late 20s, early 30s. Like it's... Just, it's yeah. not it's not reasonable at all. I know you've mentioned I think you've mentioned like 40 Towers before as well as kind of like w- one of those from that era. Um but uh yeah, we we live in a day and age where we do have more diversity, more sort of representation and things like that, and that's just how things are now and they weren't back then. Um and even as a white guy, and I've I've talked about this on a few different podcasts. Um yeah, you look at that and observe how it is but i don't think there's any use in sort of like oh friends should be well it's not on the air you can't take friends like off the air because it's not on the air anymore it finished ages ago um just take it and and learn from 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 what's there but um it, it's just a product of its time that you can't really change that uh same thing with breaking bad it was written in the cultural standards of 2008 to 2013 um <clears throat> and that's just that's just kind of what that is so uh what do you what do you kind of think of all this type, type of stuff yeah i mean i i think yeah you look at something like breaking bad and i think it was the you know the 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 cast was the cast and i mean i don't know whether they what what they were particularly looking for on the casting sheets i don't know what they particularly mm. Like casting said, stuff. Yeah. you know whether whether they actually had race requirements or anything like that on the casting sheets of whether they you know uh, i i don't know 
Um, and it may just be a case of the people that showed up and nailed the auditions were the people that are in the show, mm-hmm. y- you know? Um, and it's one of those things that if you are uh, an actor of color, are, are you, you know, if you're a black actor or an Asian actor, are you going to want to get a role over somebody else because you're black or you're Asian? I, I, I don't, you know, to fill some sort of quota. That seems, I, I don't know, I, I sort of find that offensive as well if I was in that position, I think. Mm. Um, but then a... I'm not, I don't know. So I, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's different with something like friends. Cause if you were casting friends right now, you would probably look for a much di- more diverse group of people. Like how I met what... your father. Yeah. Like how I met That's your a father. Perfect example. He's a great example of that because, mm. you know, the original was a group of white friends and the, uh, the, the new series is a much more diverse group, and I th- and I think if you you know if you were casting Friends again now, you would look for a more diverse group of people because it reflects reality mm. more. I think mm. you know it reflects or it reflects the reflects the world today a bit. Um, but it's one of those things that with this I'm I, I don't know you know that there are there are people of all sorts of different backgrounds in this. Yes. They're not necessarily all the main cast. I mean, with the exception of the brilliant Giancarlo. Um, yeah, exactly. One of the main black leads of the show is like one of the best characters as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cause Giancarlo's just awesome. So yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, I know we haven't seen a ton of him at this point, but obviously he'll be pretty important going forward. Quite important. Yeah. We'll, we'll say <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's I, yeah the diversity in casting is 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 a tricky thing because it does rather depend on what the show is you know mm. um it also depends think, on what you're writing for that character like yeah, if, you're, I, if you're forcibly trying to put a black character let's say into a story but then you write them terribly yeah which, exactly. which, I, which i've seen before i've also yeah. seen the opposite where like um i pointed out on the 911 podcast about Mar- marjan um and like one of her storylines and i said that well that storyline wasn't good just because of who she is it was good because it was well written and if you take that exact same storyline and you write it badly then it's just not enjoyable because it's yeah well if if you've got bad tv that's written badly then you've just got bad tv that's written badly so yeah um, i mean it's it's one of those things you've got you know you you are dealing it's it's a tricky thing to do because you've got to look at well is is there a need for a particular race in, in you know or background in a particular role if there isn't then make it open you know it should be open mm-hmm. to everybody um you know i mean and there are there are many many parts where you've got um you know, people from all sorts of different backgrounds in lead cast, regardless of, you know, um, what the character was in source material or, Mm. um, you know, I mean, great example, Shawshank Redemption. Um, You know, I mean, Morgan Freeman's role in that, which is a very defining, brilliant role. And mm. he was absolutely perfect for that part. But if you actually read the book, I believe the character was a sort of, you know, six foot five, um, redheaded, like giant oh. person in, in the <laughs> book, you know, I mean, which, cause I think the character is called red and, and, and that's the reason for it. Uh, hmm. when I, I, they gave that role to Morgan Freeman and he was absolutely brilliant at it. So there are points where you can, even though the source material says one thing, you can change the character and it still be absolutely superb. Um, hmm. and, yeah. you know, but, and there are many, many roles. So like I say, you know, if you're, you're recasting friends today, you would have a much more diverse group of people because of the fact that that reflects reality. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, as opposed to 1994, when 
is it 94? Yeah, 94 to 2004, uh, when, when the show was on. <clears throat> I was just thinking as well, like, let's say you do Breaking Bad today, AMC orders, or Sony AMC orders a series called Breaking Bad, and you get to the p- police scene at the beginning of this episode, and you do that scene, but Walter White is black. Then you open up a bit of a discussion about, like, because obviously there's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, things going on in America with, like, police brutality and all that kind of thing. Um, that's it. I mean, that scene would probably be written a bit differently as well. It also, but... I mean, the the whole story changes to a certain extent as well. I think if you're taking, mm. you know, yeah. a, an upstanding black high school chemistry teacher that gets cancer and then his first reaction is to turn to drug dealing, I actually think that there is a portion of the population that would find that being problematic in itself yeah. as well. So, um, be- because it, there is a sort of negative stereotype that would come along yeah, yeah. with that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, again, it's, it's tricky, you know, mm. um, and it's the same with, Jesse, you know, if you'd had Jesse as being sort of a black high school dropout that had gone into drug dealing, doesn't that then become a sort of stereotype? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the, the, you know, I, it's, it's it's one of those things that um, it might have been interesting to have, say, you know, Hank could have been um, of a different ethnicity. You could have done it. Yeah, possibly. But I, I don't know. It's, it's the, there are also problems. Had you had you changed the sort of stereotype, had had you changed the um, the ethnicity of some of the lead cast, that would also have potentially brought in problems as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I get what you mean, and again, that's why it's a product of its time in two thousand and eight, because that's <laughs> you know what they what they did in two thousand eight. I still say the best the best example I've seen, at least on TV. I don't know about films, uh, on TV of a diver. I call it a diversity storyline, but done right, the idea was actually quite cool. It wasn't just like a decent idea; it was actually a very good. I thought it was a creative idea. Is and I don't consider this a spoiler. Is in Zoe's extraordinary playlist season two. I think it's about episode five when the storyline starts happening. I think it's about th- I think it's about a three or four episode arc, and they're sort of split across the season a little bit. When I think it's Simon, um, they have got this face recognition app. Uh, is it, um, this is because that's the company that Zoe and the other characters sort of work at. Um, what was it called? Spark Point, I think it was. Yes. In that, and one of the, one of the problems they had with that was um, because they were trying to obviously they were trying to build the app and test it, and it recognised a white person's face because there was plenty of white people in the building to test it, but because it was only him and what like a few other black people or something yes. in, in in the building, yes, I remember. It, it had tr- when they launched it, it had trouble recognising people of color because it hadn't been tested enough now that's an interesting idea because it leans into workplace you know diversity and also it feeds directly into what that company is which is a tech company who's testing something and then the character i think his name's called simon um launched like a whole campaign and it was it didn't feel over the top or forced or anything it actually felt quite natural that's probably the best example of that that i've yeah. seen um and the other characters got involved like zoe's a white woman uh, she's obviously the lead character of the show and it slotted in so well and it was actually really brilliant that's the sort of really good ideas that you you kind of want so um so yeah anyway uh that was quite a I, I i like having these discussions as well these these are quite interesting discussions <laughs> to me so um there we go if anybody else has got any examples of like good or bad stuff because i've seen some bad stuff where it's like okay you're just, you're just trying to just put this in the show just because and you're not writing it well and it's bad. So, um, yeah. there we go. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. We'll be back. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, no more no more breaks. We should be able to go straight through now. And we've got 11 episodes left because it's 13, I believe. So, we'll be back next week for that. And we'll see uh, what happens next in the show. I mean, we know, but you might not if it's your first time through. Anyway, uh, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Um, so look out for all that. Uh, you can use word of mouth, social media, let other people know about what we're doing. 
what we're up to over here. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, TV and film news. <clears throat> as we said, David is back in full swing of things, such as Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays in geektown.co.uk. David, uh, you're back with that now, so what's what's going on over there? Uh, well, you were on the podcast this week, so uh, we we are back with the podcast. Uh, we talked about uh, Quantum Leap, we talked about The Witcher, we talked about Foundation, we talked about the various strikes in America, uh, particularly the sag strike, which has started since we went off. Uh, you talked about Poker Face and Handmaid's Tale and the 911s, uh, went through all the news from San Diego Comic Con and uh, lots of, sort of renewals and pickups and uh, some Superman casting as well. Mm. So there's all that on uh, Geek Town Radio this week, which is episode 389. You can uh, go and find that on your favourite podcast platform or uh, over on geektown.co.uk. There's also uh, lots of news going up on the website. You can find... Um, regular air date updates and news about upcoming tv shows and all that sort of stuff and uh yeah we've got all the air dates for us and uk tv premiere dates for upcoming tv shows you can go find the lists of those on the website as well that's geektown.co.uk excellent um Yes, excellent. So you're going to check that out, geektown.co.uk on Tuesdays. Uh, sorry, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays and geektown.co.uk. Bex as well, you can find her. Uh, she's very busy at the moment, but go and support what she's doing. Trust the Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, across everything, I think, now. Uh, so go and check out what she's up to. Uh, me over on Twitch at eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time. Goodbye. Bye.